0: Well, howdy, neighbors. Commissioner Sid Miller here. The Texas Park of Agriculture's Farm Fresh Network connects local producers with schools to provide fresh food for our students. If you're a farmer, rancher, producer, sign up at farmfreshnetwork.org. Hi,
1: I'm Cole Price with Price Ranch in Navasota, Texas, and you're listening to the latest news in Texas
2: agriculture on Texas Ag Today.
0: Hello, Texas. We are once again lock-loaded and ready to roll with another episode of Texas Ag Today. All you've got to do is jump on in with me and buckle up. We're going to take a ride around the Lone Star State as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state in the nation, Texas agriculture. In the news today, Texas is facing a forage shortage due to two years of drought. We'll have more on that coming up to kick off today's show. My name is Kerry Martin, I'm your host along with the largest and most experienced farm news team in the Lone Star State. And we're all standing by to bring you the latest news in Texas agriculture. From the Piney Woods of East Texas to the Rocky Ranges of the Trans-Pecos and from the Panhandle down to the Rio Grande Valley.
3: For farmers who are looking to maximize their profits, learning how to scout their fields could be beneficial. I'm James Hunt and coming up on Texas Ag Today, We'll talk about an educational program on field scouting that will be part of this year's Amarillo Farm and Ranch Show.
4: Physicians learn more about the benefits of beef in a heart healthy diet. I'm Tom Nicoletti and I'll have more on Texas Ag Today.
5: Coastal Bend agricultural producers are thankful for the significant improvement in soil moisture that has occurred. This is Harvey Buring reporting from the Corpus Christi area.
0: We'll have those stories plus Texas wildlife news and a complete look at the markets all coming up. Texas is facing a severe forage shortage thanks to two years of drought, and Texas dairy farmers are feeling it. Darren Turley is the executive director of the Texas Association of Dairymen.
6: Well, and most people don't realize how much the uh, National Dairy Cow does to feed and recycle products that you won't feed to to the human population. So almond hulls, people don't think about what happens to the hull of the almond. Well, we can feed those to dairy cows. Beet pulp and uh, soy hulls and cotton seed. A lot of people don't realize how big a factor cotton seed is to our diet dairy cows. It's a very nutritious product for the cow that can digest it well. So... Uh, you know we do our job in helping use products that, that uh, you know we can help stretch our ration some but also help the landfills and help the uh, environment of be able to be more sustainable and so uh, that that's only a portion of it we still can't replace good old grass and corn stalk uh, that we get out of our silage and things like that uh, and alfalfa of course so when those are short there's some of those are not replaceable we just do the best we can
0: turley says corn silage is still in high demand for texas dairies But with corn taking so much water to grow, two years of drought have made a drastic reduction in the amount of corn silage produced. The Commodity Classic is coming back to Texas.
7: Commodity Classic is headed to the Lone Star State. The annual farmer-led, farmer-focused agricultural and educational experience will be held in Houston February 28th through March 2nd, 2024. The theme for the upcoming event is New Frontiers in Agriculture. The event includes optional tours, a trade show, educational sessions, association meetings, and networking opportunities. Registration and housing are now open for the event. Details are available at commodityclassic.com. That is commodityclassic.com. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domal.
0: The average cost of a classic Thanksgiving dinner in Texas will be slightly more expensive than a year ago, according to Texas Farm Bureau's annual price survey. The average cost of this year's Thanksgiving feast for 10 in Texas is $61.89, or $6.19 per person. Now, in the nationwide survey conducted by the American Farm Bureau, the cost has dropped slightly. However, in both cases, the meal will still reflect historically high cost. The American Farm Bureau's 38th Annual Thanksgiving Survey shows the Feast for 10 will be $61.17. That's about $6.20 per person. Learning how to scout fields can help farmers maximize profits. James Hunt tells us a scouting educational event is coming up soon.
3: The Amarillo Farm and Ranch Show is coming up November 28th through November 30th at the Amarillo Civic Center. And along with offering the opportunity to see what's new in the way of tractors, combines, and other equipment, the annual show also features several educational events for producers. One of the Texas A&M AgriLife programs at this year's show will provide some basic instruction in field scouting and pest control. Danny Nusser is the regional program leader for AgriLife.
1: You know, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, when I started as a county agent, a lot of these producers scouted their own fields. And then technology got to where you could use Roundup Ready crops and kill the weeds and take care of a lot of issues. Our insect issues got taken care of with bollworm eradication and some of the technology that changed. And so we got out of the business of scouting, other than just a few consultants that kind of cover a lot of land.
3: Despite all the advances that have perhaps led to a more relaxed attitude toward the need to scout, Nusser says farmers can benefit from having the ability to do their own assessments of situations involving insects, weeds, or disease.
1: Maybe the most important thing is the economic thresholds. You know, what's the most economic thing and when to spray and knowing these beneficials that are out there and how that impacts when you put a herbicide or a pesticide out there.
3: The AgriLife Scout School will be conducted on Tuesday, November 28th. To find out more about all the educational programs and activities taking place at this year's Amarillo Farm and Ranch Show, you can go to your favorite search engine and enter the words Amarillo Farm and Ranch Show 2023. I'm James Hunt on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.
0: Texas doctors are learning the benefits of beef in a healthy diet. Tom Nicoletti has the story.
4: The regional manager for Texas Beef Council's Medical Office Outreach Program, Stacy Musgrove, is my guest again today. So, Stacy, what is the reaction, the feedback from physicians when you or the representatives go into their offices to talk about the nutritional value of beef in heart-healthy diets?
8: it varies so greatly which really makes this role both fun and very challenging. They are trained to speak with doctors and present them clinical research in a specific way. They really meet the doctors where they are. They present that information in a way that they're used to hearing it ultimately trying to build that confidence that this is real scientific peer-reviewed research. Mostly all healthcare professionals are just very curious about why a beef representative is in their office and that's really the fun part is getting to explain to them why we're there and how we can really help them help their patients to follow a heart healthy diet that does include beef.
4: What cities, towns uh, do you visit when delivering your messages?
8: Right now, we have reps who cover the Dallas and Fort Worth areas and all the surrounding areas as well. So both city and suburb rural areas. We have two reps in Houston, all the surrounding areas for Houston. And then we have a rep in San Antonio and one in Austin, all of the surrounding areas. What we have found in our experience in the field is that surprisingly, there's really not a lot of difference either in rural versus urban or even how long a doctor has been practicing, gender, sort of any of those things. It's really based more on the doctor's personal belief, their life experiences, possibly even any training that they've ever received.
4: That is Stacey Musgrove. She is with the Texas Beef Council. I'm Tom Nicoletti at the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.
0: Coastal Bend farmers and ranchers are thankful for the recent rainfall. Harvey Buring has an update from Corpus Christi.
5: Well, Coastal Bend farmers and ranchers have a lot to be thankful for, despite the below average yields in most of their cotton fields this past season. Everyone engaged in agriculture is thankful for the recent rainfall events that have significantly improved our soil moisture situation across our region of the state. And from November the 10th through the 15th, we in the Coastal Bend received some significant rains that accounted for as much as two and a half on the low side up to over five inches in a few isolated areas during that five-day period. It definitely improved our situation. Those were slow and steady rains with very little runoff, and as a result, the farmers and ranchers are looking forward to a much improved situation as we wind up this year and go into the spring with prospects of much more productivity in 2024. Now, as mentioned earlier, our region of the state has had some disappointing cotton yields this past year. And to back up that situation with some factual data was the report from the Corpus Christi Cotton Classing Office on November the 10th. Now, typically at that point in time, we're significantly over a million bales that have been processed through their facility from the 48 gins here in southeastern portion of Texas. This year's count was only 971,443 bales, but currently there's still nine gins in the region that are processing cotton from this past season crop, and hopefully they'll have enough remaining stock to help the classing office total reach that million bale milestone for the southeastern region of Texas. Reporting for Texas Ag Today from the Coastal Bend area, this has been Harvey Buring.
7: Although it is typically open year-round, red snapper season in state waters is temporarily closing. I'm Jessica Domal and I'll explain why coming up on Texas Ag Today.
0: And internal parasites are a constant problem in horses. Veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd has more on that coming up next, right here on Texas Ag Today. well, howdy neighbors, Commissioner Sid Miller here. The Texas Park of Farm Fresh Network connects local producers with schools to provide fresh food for our students. If you're a farmer, rancher producer, sign up at farmfreshnetwork.org.
2: We're keeping you informed on everything
0: happening in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. Internal parasites are a constant problem in horses. Dr. Bob Judd says the
10: small strongyle is the most common. Recent studies indicate that close to 100% of the horses examined are infected with this parasite. The concern with this parasite is it has the ability for larvae to insist or hibernate in the wall of the cecum and colon. When these larvae emerge from the wall of the intestine, severe disease can develop. A recent study out of England reviewed the records of horses admitted to two equine hospitals over a 10-year period. Horses in the study averaged two years of age, with a large number being cob breeds and the rest a mixture of breeds. The horses were included in the study if they had large numbers of parasites in the feces or were diagnosed with the disease on a post-mortem exam. Symptoms of affected horses included dullness, decreased appetite, weight loss, diarrhea, pale mucous membranes, and lying down more than normal. Over 35% of the horses were treated prior to the illness with Quest, with Safeguard, 18% with Ivermectin, and 26% had no known history of deworming. Over 40% of the horses had been dewormed within two weeks of presentation to the hospital. Of the 38 horses in the study, three were dead on arrival at the hospital. Most of the remaining horses had increased heart rates, respiratory rates, increased temperature, and dehydration. Of the 38 horses in the study, 55% did not survive, even though many had been treated with deworming medication prior to the hospital visit. Because there is a serious resistance problem in these parasites with available deworming medication, it is critical to have your vet check your horses for parasites and guide your deworming strategy. Just buying a dewormer at the feed store is unlikely to be successful with today's parasites and resistance. I'm veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd. This is the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.
0: Red snapper season in state waters is temporarily closing. Jessica Domel has the reason why in today's wildlife report.
7: Due to a successful red snapper season in federal waters off the Texas coast, the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department is closing red snapper fishing in state waters starting at 11.59 p.m. Monday, November 20th. Red snapper season in federal waters closed several weeks ago and will remain closed until the summer. Robin Rikers, TPWD's Coastal Fisheries Division Director, said while they are disappointed to close state waters earlier than they had hoped, the pattern of prolonged federal seasons highlights the success of Texas state-managed red snapper fishery. This year, anglers had the opportunity to take advantage of a 93-day red snapper season in federal waters. Rikers said unusually calm offshore conditions in early June and July allowed anglers to catch red snapper at a higher rate than in 2022. The Texas Parks and Wildlife Department manages the red snapper fishery in state waters and, thanks to an agreement with the National Marine Fisheries Service, establishes the opening and closing dates for the season in federal waters off the Texas coast. As part of that agreement, TPWD must close the entire fishery, both in federal and state waters, when the state's allotted poundage of red snapper is met for the year. And this year, we've met our goal. Traditionally, red snapper season in state waters is open year-round, while there is a limited season in federal waters. TPWD calculates the length of the season in federal waters to allow red snapper fishing year-round in state waters. But this year, since we've already reached our total allotment, TPWD must close off red snapper fishing in state waters. The season in state waters is expected to open up again in January. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domel.
0: It's time to check the markets. We'll be back with a complete look at the livestock, cotton, grain, energy, and and financial markets coming up next. Keep it right here on Texas Ag Today. Well, howdy, neighbors. Commissioner Sid Miller here. The Texas Department of Agriculture's Farm Fresh Network connects local producers with schools to provide fresh food for our students. If you're a farmer, rancher, producer, sign up at farmfreshnetwork.org.
2: We're giving you the market information you need on Texas Ag Today.
7: After sharp losses on Thursday, live cattle traded higher on Friday as traders were making some last-minute position switches ahead of the cattle and feed report release on Friday afternoon. December live cattle up a dollar to 17575. February live cattle up a dollar 47 to 17680. April live cattle up a dollar 32 to 17842. January feeder cattle up a dollar to 22850. March feeder cattle up 87 cents to 23097. Boxed beef was mixed Friday. Choice down 94 cents to $293.78. Select up $2.21 to $269.86. Now let's check those livestock auctions. Let's walk the pins with Larry Marble and Jim Wheeler at Atascosa Livestock.
5: They sell them on Tuesday. Jim, how did this week's sale turn out?
1: Really short, 169 head, but the market was decent. They put uh, $2 on packer cows from last week. Pretty decent all the way around.
5: we we'll walk the pens with me.
1: Seventy one steers, fifty five heifers, thirty-five cows, and five bulls. Two to three weight steers, a dollar eighty to two seventy. Heifers were a dollar seventy to two fifty. Three to four weights, uh two hundred ten to two seventy five. Heifers were a dollar eighty-five to two forty seven. Four to five weight steers, two dollars to two sixty five, heifers were a dollar eighty to, 235. Five to 6 weight steers a dollar eighty to two fifty Heifers were a dollar seventy five to two twenty. Six seven weight steers a dollar seventy to two thirty one. Uh, heifers were a dollar sixty to two dollars. Seven eight weight steers a dollar sixty five to two oh five. Heifers were a to a seventy five. Eight to nine weight steers a dollar twenty five to a dollar eighty. Heifers were a dollar twenty to a dollar sixty there Tuesday. Good. What they have on the cows? one ninety two. Best Piker Cow brought a dollar five. Best bull brought a dollar sixteen. Uh had a few bred cows in the mix they brought from nine hundred to thirteen twenty five. And we did not have any pairs there yesterday.
5: Uh will we or will we not have sales next week? No,
1: sir. We will not have a sale next week. We are closed for Thanksgiving.
5: Tell everybody how to get a hold of you
1: reach us at 830-569-2516.
5: Jim, we appreciate it. Y'all have a good holiday. Thank you. You too. And neighbor, we hope you have a good holiday, but we'll be right here on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network with Walking the Pins each Monday through Friday. And we hope you'll be listening to this program right this second. It's called Texas Ag Today. Good day.
7: Lean hogs were lower on Friday with very little new direction. December lean hogs down 50 cents to $70.97. February lean hogs down 17 cents to 75.45. Block cheese was steady Friday at $1.60. Barrel cheese fell 11 cents to $1.56. Dry whey was unchanged at 41 cents. November class three milk fell 2 cents to 17.13, 100 weight. December class three milk down 43 cents to 16.68, 100 weight. Cotton ended the week higher on Friday on technical short covering. DTN reports, another strong export report, and pre-delivery positioning also weighed in on cotton trading higher. December cotton up 24 points to 78.92. March cotton up 63 points to 81.51. May cotton up 56 points to 82.19. Corn traded lower on Friday due to a potential weather change in Brazil that could be beneficial to growers there. December corn down seven and three quarters to 467. March corn down eight to 485 and a quarter. May corn down seven and a half to 496. December hard red wheat down nine and a quarter to 618. March hard red wheat down eight and a half to 627 and a half. May hard red wheat down nine to 633. December natural gas down 11 cents to 294. January natural gas down 12 cents to 311. We saw crude oil increase on Friday. According to Reuters, investors took profits after prices slumped to four month lows in the previous session. December crude oil up $2.74 to 75.64. January crude oil up $2.76 to 75.85 a barrel. Friday, the Dow was up 11 points to 34,957. The S&P 500 was up six points to 4,515. And the NASDAQ was up 18 points to 14,132. Well, that wraps up our look at the markets. And that wraps up this edition of Texas Ag Today. We hope you join us next time for the latest news in Texas agriculture. I'm Jessica Duhlmull, and I hope to see you then.
2: Thanks for listening to Texas Ag Today.